Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome into Mondays with Matt. Matt Starkey and I here to talk about a tough topic this week on the podcast, retirement and divorce. Unfortunately, so many people go through it and people need some advice. They need some things to ponder if they are going through it. It's typically, um, it's hard at any age, Matt, but you know, with what you deal with, there are a lot of people who are getting, I guess they're calling them silver divorces or something like that, where you're getting a divorce over the age of 50. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing doing good, Mark. Doing yeah. great, actually. It's uh, July. It's a new month for us. So yeah. um, we just celebrated, as we're recording, and um, we're celebrating the uh, independence of our country. And, uh, you know, when we think about those things, it, we go back to, <laughs> I don't know how it ties into today's topic. I guess it kind of does. Uh, independence. But, um, yeah, the Independence sure. Day for, for our country. And uh, we've seen a lot of changes in recent years. Uh, a lot of them are troubling and disturbing. And uh, so how do you how do you handle these kind of things? And and how do you handle it in a marriage and uh, retirement situation? Yeah. So we're yeah, gonna how do you handle the world if you're also going through a divorce? Well, that'd be tough right about now, wouldn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with record highs. Well, not record high, but uh, very high inflation. And and uh, it's, pretty, yeah, we've, it's pretty darn close to record highs. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. that you're completely so, out of whack there. Well, you know, yeah, so. I mean, I, you know, you think about this. I was talking with an advisor a week or two ago, and they were telling me about a client that came in. Uh, they actually, this is very interesting. Uh, they they actually were getting a divorce, um, and they were, I think, closing in on seventy, which is just wild, right? So they were deciding to get a divorce, closing in on seventy, but decided to go ahead and 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 both of them wanted uh, this particular advisor to help, you know, with their prospective retirement plans because he had been helping them for a number of years. So he felt they felt like he was best suited. You know, to uh, you know, kind of just help them both with their separate plans, and I thought, boy, that's just really, that's wild, you know. And so, yeah. uh, it's nice that they're amicable, and it's nice that they're finding that. But many times, we don't see obviously amicable situations. And so, a- as an advisor, I'm sure it's tough for you to t- talk with people through this uh, and figuring out the best ways to go. And the first one I wanted to kind of touch on was. Um, other financial assets versus the house. I think a lot of times what happens, and maybe this is because uh, sometimes the ladies get a bit more sentimental about the home if the kids were raised there or whatever, but sometimes we gravitate to thinking that the house is the biggest asset we have, and you could potentially be shorting yourself on the other financial assets. So uh, how much experience have you had, by the way, with uh, just you know working with divorced folks? Yeah, I've um, not seen fortunate, but I, I we work with quite a few people that are in that divorce stage or have been divorced. Right. Yeah. Um, we've actually had a couple client experiences as well where clients are going through it. We've been the advisor to both of them in in the past, and um, oh, okay. by golly, um, they they want to stick with us through it. Um, so naturally, retaining both of those clients, um, but you know we we do things completely differently now, you know, than right, we ever sure, used to because sure. they each have their own plan going in a different direction now after the divorce. Right. And um, so, and some of them are remarried and some not, and um, both of them work out just fine. I think, you know, you mentioned something that is, is very important and is, is it amicable? And, you know, that, that goes, <laughs> that goes in a lot of different directions, but <laughs> when it comes to financial yeah, advice, right. 
you know, you, you really want somebody that's going to be looking out for your best interest. And um, we've had the situation, and, and I think it's one of the reasons why I chose the topic today to talk about is, is people go through these things and they need assistance and advice and uh, you need to make sure you get it right. If you wait and you just, you're very emotional up front and you don't take the time to think through some of these financial things, uh, they could come back and bite you. So yeah. choosing the house over other financial assets. Um, the house is is can be one of those things that is sentimental. And um, for that reason, some people want to get rid of the house or some people- Well, that's true um, too. Yeah. I don't want to yeah, be reminded they, of you. I'm out of here. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Thing. Or yeah. they had the experiences with kids and, um, you know, it's just better. They're better off getting a fresh start. So I've seen it both, both scenarios. Um, and a home- is also more likely to have some issues like you've got uh, you got care and maintenance for a house, and um, depending on the condition, that might be a a good thing, it might be a a bad thing, and it could could drain your wallet just as quickly as as anything else. So yeah. you gotta you gotta take into account um, when you're dividing the assets, getting as close to amicable is when you're talking about these things is is um, important. Um, a lot of times, attorneys, at least in the state of Michigan, are, are do look at close to. 50, 50 per, you know. Right, right. Well, and I think for the retirement account conversation, Matt, it's, you know, we think about the house as a big asset, but then we're not thinking about the future growth of the retirement accounts, right? I've seen situations where people are like, you know what, you just keep the retire, you keep your retirement accounts. Uh, I'm going to keep the house, and we'll call it a day. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, just be careful because you could be shorting yourself because those retirement accounts, again, depending on the age when you're divorcing, they could continue to grow, right? So there's just future value there that's a bit more uncertain. Yeah. So when it comes to splitting assets, a house is a lot different than a retirement account. Um, naturally, there's rules that surround liquidating a retirement account that don't impact the house and right. taxability of the income versus, you know, if I sell the house, I can just, uh, it's not taxable. Uh, and, you know, generally, unless you've got super high appreciation, which uh, isn't typical. So right. um, what we would see there in that situation is um, choosing a house. Also, you lack liquidity. Um, sometimes if you need retirement True. accounts and yeah. you're over, you know, if we're, if we're um, in our later years, a house is a, a number one, you have to have some place to live, but also um, if you need access to those assets and that's part of the deal, uh, liquidity of a house is not so um, immediate where sometimes if you have assets in a retirement account, and let's say you're invested in the market or in fixed, whatever, uh, you you can actually um, tap those retirement accounts for income where you don't have that ability with a house necessarily yeah. because you're living in it and you, you have to sell it first. Well, let's, uh, let's stay with the accounts for a second here, Matt, and talk about the tax implications of retirement accounts. So if you're going through and dividing assets, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how this works, but again, you know, think about the fact of a tax deferred account versus not, right? So let's say you got two, you know, you're splitting the assets, you got two accounts. One's like, well, I'll keep the Roth and then the other one's, you know, I'll keep the uh, traditional. Well, then the traditional person's got to pay that tax bill, right? You know, whenever they go to get that money out or whatever the case is. So you got to think about the tax implications of things as well when going through that divorce process. Absolutely. Um, equal division of assets can quickly be impacted by taxes. Sure, uh, Uncle yeah. Sam is going to get his share. <laughs> right. And so if you have these retirement funds in like a 401k or an IRA, beware the tax, the tax man cometh and those taxes are going to be due on those funds. So absolutely. If you're, if you're looking at a, a, well, you take this brokerage account and I'll take this um, IRA or vice versa, 
if you're trying to get talked into something by your spouse, soon to be ex-spouse, um, just beware. It's yeah. always good to meet with an advisor because this could be a big change in what your future life is looking like. And if you do need to tap for income and we have to pay taxes on this money, well, factor in even at the minimum federal tax of 12%, you know, and oh, then yeah, right. based on your state tax, you're getting, you know, just you're getting 85% of the value or less when it comes to splitting in those assets. So you got to keep point. in mind the tax factor, um, taking a traditional money out of the bank or out of a brokerage account versus taking money out of an IRA. So yeah, um, that's a good point. You know, and a lot of times I think, Matt, people just don't, you know, we're going through the emotional part. You touched on that. We'll touch on it again in a second. But you know, it's good to have that team, right? You're, you're especially if you're if you're a senior or approaching, you know, being a senior and going through a divorce, right? There's yes. just a lot more going on there. So having a financial team to go along with your legal team, you know, if you're working with a lawyer, obviously a divorce attorney, you you and you're not working with a financial professional, it may be something to consider. And I wanted to bring up something a little bit more specific in that regard. Because of when we're talking about these accounts, there's actually something called a, a quadro, a QDRO. Explain that to us a little bit here. Uh, that's something that a lot of people don't realize. So if you're you have this kind of one time opportunity, right, to roll things over without that penalty and all that kind of stuff. Uh, correct. Yeah, and we had some some clients actually that went through this um, same scenario where they were a quadro. You're referring to a QDRO or a qualified domestic relations order okay, this is right. by, by a judge, by the court. Right. They're saying that, hey, we're going to equally split these assets or we're going to equally split this IRA. And so we, we've we we've had to participate with clients um, that, that did get a qualified domestic relation order. Mm-hmm. And it allows the IRA to be split in half and one half goes and stays in the, the spouse's name, let's right. call it the um, primary, and then the other half can go into the other spouse's name. But yeah, there's a uh, one-time opportunity to take withdraw some of that money uh, if you need to without owing the normal 10% penalty if you're right. under 59 and a half. Right. Uh, re- remember, your age does matter when it comes to splitting assets and, and taking distributions from retirement accounts naturally. But this would allow then by a judge's order that um, you can access that some of that retirement asset without having to pay a penalty and taxes. You still be responsible for taxes. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, and but, um, this could be useful to like help pay for like legal fees or, you know, divorce costs, you know, whatever. Right. So that is something sometimes people use and it's a little, it's not as well known. Right. So it could be a way if for, for sometimes with folks are like, they're stressing because they're going through this divorce process and thinking, how am I going to pay for this? Uh, that is one potential thing to, to ponder. Yes. Yep. So, you know, if you're going to be receiving your spouse's retirement account and you, and you have to get into it, for some kind of income. We don't, we, I, I always hate tapping retirement accounts, of no course, matter what, right. what the case. That's um, the, well, that's the planner depends. in you, right? The planner in you is like, no, don't touch it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't touch that thing last. Right. Okay. But, you know, depending on your age, again, if you have those issues, you know, we were dealing with somebody who was retirement age, who was close to um, 70 and they got their, they got a divorce. And crazy. Um, it's wild. Yeah. It, it, it was crazy. And, um, kind of blindsided the one person. But the other thing that we're not, haven't mentioned when it comes to retirement too, and in, in taking those funds out is the impact that it's going to have on your income or your social security. So well, that's true too. Um, yep. you've got pensions, you know, those can be divided by a judge, same thing by qualified domestic relations order where you can split the pension or they could, they could actually, uh, a lot of, a lot of times beneficiaries are 
changed or beneficiaries are solidified to say, okay, this person, because you've been married at least, you know, 10 years or whatever, they're going to, they're going to access, they'll still be eligible for your survivor benefit, but, but you got to be careful about um, social security. And what I mean by that is if your original plan involved two incomes for social security, generally there's the higher wage earner, and then there's the lower or lesser wage earner. When we factor in the lifetime value of those social security payments, that can be huge in your your survivorship there. A lot of times, um, as as we all know, there's this historically men had a higher wage than the women. Um, not not always true, but um, that historically is that way, and it's way that way for a couple of reasons, not just wage discrepancies, but also women tend to spend more time out of the workforce for family sickness or birth or different things. So um, there's a lot of times a discrepancy there. So when you're getting a divorce, or if you're going through this, keep in mind the future value of those dollars that might might be out of your pocket. So yeah. we want to we want to very fairly, but also we want to collectively manage this in our mind to say, okay, how much value are we uh, losing if we get divorced here too? So we got to pay attention to those kind of things. And then how does that impact, um, you know, those retirement accounts and taking income from those taxable yep. accounts and things like that. So, yeah. I mean, especially if you're becoming a senior or getting close to it and getting a divorce, right? That social security aspect, that's a great point. And also, I mean, we touched on like taxes of the account, but also you're definitely going to go from, you know, married filing, you know, separately or filing jointly to single, right? So that's yes. going to change your tax bracket. So yeah. Yes, that's absolutely correct. A tax filing status does change. And um, with that, I just recently sent out an email, you know, letting people people know that these are some of the factors to consider when you're when you're getting a divorce that, um, you know, getting married, same thing. Uh, there's the marriage penalty because you don't but but getting a divorce could actually it could actually be better in some ways from a tax bracket perspective. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a lot to consider, right? And unfortunately, the emotional component uh, is going to be there most of the time. I mean, hey, you could be in the situation where like, I am happy. I can't wait to get rid of you. <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> maybe you're in a really great spot, uh, place, you know, mentally. But a lot of times, obviously, we're going through emotions mm-hmm. on this. So just be careful not to let those emotions cloud those decisions, whether it's thinking about the house, thinking about trying to grab something, you know, the, from an asset standpoint versus just doing the right things for yourself across the board, not only for today, but looking at that future impact of what it might be. And again, that's where Matt coming in and working with a financial professional like yourself can go a long way because you you know have helped folks through retirement at later stages in life. So it's important to have that team, as we mentioned earlier. It absolutely is. Um, emotions are, lastly, one of the big things that um, we like to address. We, we address it up front often because emotions can cloud our judgment and can, can cloud our decision-making. Just, um, you know, just as 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 angry as you get about the toilet paper being round the wrong way <laughs> or the, the toothpaste being squeezed from the middle of the tube instead of the end, you know, your financial decisions making has to be, you have to use um, some some logic and you have to use knowledge about rules when before you make these decisions. So if you tend to be an emotional person, definitely give us a call first because you know, although I don't do marriage counseling, we do financial counseling, which often involves uh, some some bit of joining forces or actually getting the same perspective when we're building a plan. But also when our plan comes apart, we have to take it apart uh, methodically and carefully so that you're not hurt in the in the 
the grand scheme of things. There you uh, go. It's, yep. it's painful enough uh, to go through something like this. And there's, there's lots of awkward, ill feelings of, of loneliness, of, of, um, you know, bitterness of some anger and all these things that, you know, we have to address eventually, but in the immediate time frame, just be smart and say, okay, I need help. I need a professional Maybe, and, you know, you can be, use a professional counselor for the emotional part, but also use us. I mean, use your financial advisor because that's what we're here for. We we've gone through these before. And a lot of times when you split, split a marriage, um, one person handles the majority of the finances. The other one has kind of been there and trusting, but they don't know how to do things themselves and don't feel stupid or don't feel awkward. You know, we are accustomed to helping people. We're here. Let us be your guide. Let us be your friend in that scenario. And, um, hopefully we can help you to, um, have a winning situation at the end of this. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully you don't have to go through it at all. But if you do, make sure you turn into professionals to help you, uh, obviously legally as well as financially. So that's our topic this week on retirement and divorce uh, here on Mondays with Matt. As always, don't forget to subscribe to us, folks, as usual on whatever platform you like to use, Apple, Google, Spotify. Find all the information at Matt's website. Just easy to do that and send it to one place there at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. There's a podcast tab page. There's also obviously lots of things to check out with Matt's page as well on how to get in touch with him, tools, tips, and resources, so on and so forth. You can always email him at matt at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com as well if you've got some questions. Matt, thanks for hanging out, my friend. As always, I appreciate you here on the podcast. Thanks, Mark, and thank you all for listening. Hey, if you've been through divorce and you have some additional thoughts or comments, please feel free to email those or give us a call, and uh, I'd love to hear from you. Um, We always enjoy that, but um, especially when it comes to topics like this, If you've had an experience that would be beneficial or or you're listening to this and saying, hey, what about this, Matt? Um, Maybe it's a question or maybe it's some insight. Uh, Give us a call and we'd love to hear from you. So thanks again for listening and um, we'll see you next time on Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.